Hello, Real Nerds listeners. Brad here with my friend. Eileen. And I'm the writer and director on a film called Trauma. It's a local independent feature-length film. It's about a girl named Allison who wakes up uh, with a day she can't remember and a head injury. And she starts to think people might be lying to her about how she sustained that injury. And I'm not making it alone. You're going to be the director of photography and one of the producers on the film. That's right. It's my job to make it look good. So how can people help us make this movie? Well, movies are expensive to make, and while this is a low-budget film, we do need some funds. Um, so we are trying to raise them online through the uh, crowdsourcing website, Indiegogo.com. We have a campaign set up. It's at Indiegogo.com slash trauma dash the dash film. That's right. Indiegogo.com slash trauma dash the dash film dot com. So Eileen, what incentives do people have to donate to our small feature? Well, we have a series of perks set up. Uh, The first one starts at $5. Anyone who donates to the film, uh, any amount over $5 is going to be listed on our website as a supporter. Um, And they go up from there. We have uh, t-shirts. We have posters. We have uh, DVD copies of the final film. We're offering uh, tickets to the premiere. And they're uh, cumulative perks. So, you know, if if, if you donate for the t-shirt level, you get everything, you know, from that level down. So we have a lot of cool things. And the more you donate, the better the stuff you get in return. Even if you can't contribute financially, we need people just to help us spread the word. We're on Facebook. It's at facebook.com slash trauma the feature, all one word. That's right. Tell your friends, tell your family, spread the link across the internet and help us make this movie happen. We have a great cast and crew of uh, independent artists that are coming together to make this film. It's a great little story and I think that you'll really like it. But this offer isn't extended forever. That's right. The campaign ends October 6th. And if we don't raise enough money by October 6th, we're not going to be able to make the film. And that'll be disappointing. So don't let that happen. Log on to Indiegogo.com slash trauma dash the dash film and donate today. And check us out on Facebook at Facebook.com slash trauma the feature. Does this sound familiar? You're interested in purchasing that new action figure, but aren't sure if it's worth it? Well, come check out PlasticExplosion.com, where you can go to find all the latest and greatest action figure previews and reviews. Every week, they'll be bringing you reviews and picks from your favorite collections, such as DC Universe, Masters of the Universe Classics, Marvel Universe, Star Wars, Transformers, and many more. Come check us out at PlasticExplosion.com. That's PlasticExplosion.com. Oh no, some scary clown squirted water all over my comics. Never fear, son! In Colorado, there is one place to go for all your comic needs. Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics! Oh boy, thanks, Coins, Cards, Comics, man! Oh no, there's a lady hanging off that building! Can you save her? I can't save her, but you can also save 20% by getting a hold slot at Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics. Oh no, she's falling! Did you know prices are also falling on back issues at Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics? Thanks for saving me, Coins, Cards, Comics guy. Now I can buy my son the card games he wants and the sports memorabilia my husband wants. That's correct, ma'am. Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics knocks it out of the park. So visit 6700 Wadsworth Boulevard in Arvada, Colorado. They're open Tuesday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. And tell them the real nerd sent you. For barbecue that can't be beat, try Birdman Barbecue Sauce. Available and original and spicy. These robust, full-flavor sauces have the awesome power to kick your taste buds in their face. And for that smoke and taste on everything you eat, try a new Birdman Smoke and Rub. Caution! 
meat left unrubbed may suffer from flavor performance anxiety. You can pick up Birdman Barbecue at local area Ace Hardware stores, Ruff's Barbecue in Golden, and the Danny Cash Hot Shop off Broadway. You can also like us on Facebook at Birdman BBQ. Welcome to Real Nerds. I am Ryan. To my left is... Brad. To my right is... James. We saw Looper this week. We did. You want to go back and start the show again? Since we... No, because I don't, it's I, don't, I don't want to be looped. Ah! There you go. That was the whole, that was the whole joke. <laughs> that was. That's it. That, that's all I got. That's we, yeah, we did it. Brad just shaking his head just like, this is the head. worst podcast already. It is oh, not. no. Well, you know, if Brad ever talked, he could contribute something to the podcast. Yeah, why did you come up with a joke? Shit. I was doing Since my best. Since he didn't. You know, I'm going to do a quick mention. You should really listen to the interview we did uh, on our podcast. It's called Real, Real Interview, The Father of the Fan. It's really good. It was Tom Sullivan, Alex's dad. Oh, that was so cool. I listened to it uh, again today, and it was really good. Yeah. I, uh, it, it, it brought a smile and tear to my eyes. Yeah. Did yeah. you know you can visit us in the next couple weeks? Where? Well, not James. James won't be at the Mile uh, High Horror Fest. God. Me and Brad will be there, and me and Brad will be like, you know... All whoring out, all whoring out. Wait. Yes, Wait, you guys, gotta... you guys are gonna go whore yourselves out, and I'm gonna yeah. go to work. Yeah, he's working. We're gonna get our horror on. We're gonna get our <laughs> horror on. That's October sixth. We'll be there at the uh, Colfax Film Center. One night only. One and night only. But we'll be there all day. day. Yeah. What, what, from noon to midnight, right? Yep. We'll be there twelve hours. So if you're going and you're listening to this, you're like, hey, I want to hear my voice on this podcast. These guys don't know shit about shit. Then you can tell us the shit that we just shit, and um, and then you can say we don't know shit. So that is the Mile High Horror Fest, October sixth. It's gonna be shitty at the Denver, Colorado Film Center. It's on Colfax, right next to the Tattered Cover and Twist and Shout, which I love those stores. Oh yeah, I might go to Twist and Shout that day. Yeah, he won't come and be on the show, <laughs> but he'll be. Um, we'll also be at the Telluride Horror Fest. We'll be there all weekend, October twelfth through the fourteenth. Um, we were asked to go there, which is really nice. And yeah. you know, it's uh, it's like, oh my gosh, our little podcast that could <laughs> is finally getting recognized. And so, if you happen to be in Telluride for the Horror Fest, and you just say, hey, I want to talk to those guys again, we'll be in the Opera House, which is supposedly haunted. Ooh. So we should have a couple episodes there and. Um, Send us what you want us to talk about, horror movie-wise, scary things-wise, ghost story-wise. If you want us to be as ghost hunters, we'll do it. Maybe when you're listening to the episode, you'll hear ghosts in the background. Brad will always have a microphone pointed to pick up some, what's it called in Ghostbusters? What was that? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Electromagnetic, I forget what it's called. Yeah, EVP. EVP, thank you. Yeah. We will also be at Mile High Con. October 20th through the 22nd. Uh, right now, we're only... Or just the 21st. <laughs> we're only scheduled for the 21st. But at 11 a.m., you can come to our panel, Podcasting. The Real Nerds will be there with another podcast. Ooh. Um, learn how to make your own show. Learn how to make your own show. Um, and you can hear s- industry secrets from three guys who know it the best. Who's the other podcast? Um, the, the three guys something? who know it the best. What you, that's what he's talking about. Uh, I forget. Uh, <laughs> horrible joke. I, no, horrible. it was pretty good. Horrible. Pretty good. Go sit in your corner. Yeah. God damn it. You just lost your mic privileges for the rest <laughs> of the show. <laughs> no, who's the other podcast? I forget their name. She told me it's like Machine Maniacs something uh, about... Like a mach- machine of Maniacs? 
something Mission of Maniacs. That would make sense. That would make sense. Yeah. Yeah, it might be that. I uh, <laughs> I was trying to watch the Bronco game at the same time, so I was kind of listening to her. James, about... to the computer. Google it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, there's a chance you can see us this October all over Colorado. The Mile High Con is at a Marriott somewhere. Marriott Tech Center. In the Tech Center, kind of is that where the Starfest is too? Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. Uh, there's a couple hotels in that area, mm-hmm. so I don't know if it's the same one, but I'm I'm pretty sure the Starfest was in Marriott. I think it is too. There's a Hyatt. I think I think the last year I went to Mile High Con was in the Hyatt. So cool. So yeah, we'll be there. Yeah, and go you on can, the internet, find out for yourself. Yeah, and <laughs> if you want to ask us questions, uh, yeah, ask them, and then Brad will hopefully be able to record that panel. Yep, and put it on our website so you can listen to it. You can go to our website, Real Nerds Podcast, and listen to any of our shows. You can also download us on iTunes. Hey, you can tweet us, Real Nerds, at Real Nerds. Wait, at, at Real, real nerds. underscore Nerds. At Real underscore Nerds. Wait a minute. It's got to be yearable. Yeah, you can also email us, Real Nerds Podcast at gmail.com. Hey, guys, guess what? What? Mailbag. Hey. Feed me! I'm cutting that out. You're cutting out the yay? <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, I like that yay. It makes me happy. It was at the wrong place at the wrong time. <laughs> <laughs> I can't find Machine of Maniac. I'm just saying. Yeah, it's something like that. I forget. Um, um, I should pay attention more. I probably just made up a good name for a podcast. That's all. I've not heard about it. Go on. Yeah. So uh, we got another email from Cora. And oh. if you remember, she said she was listening to all our episodes. And we talked in the Lawless episode. Is We were kind of hoping that she didn't listen to the first one. <laughs> but uh, this is what she said. In response to the Lawless episode, yes, we did listen to the first episode while we were driving to the Grand Canyon. Kept us from falling asleep. Hey, thanks. <laughs> they were rambling. These, these voices are so grating. <laughs> I could never fall asleep to this. Um, they were rambling, but hilarious episodes. <laughs> You're right, though. The episodes have gotten ex- exponentially better since then. Well, hey, thanks. Thank we've uh, we've tried, and I, I think so, too. I listen to the old ones every once in a while. To, um, I do it for my own, like, purposes to see what worked what didn't work how many times i say like or something yeah and it drives me bananas and or I tra- awesome or awesome hey i only did that during michael uselin and he was awesome so <laughs> shut your <laughs> fucking whore mouth <laughs> it was uh, all the interviews i told her <laughs> all as a the bonus interviews from all the con as a bonus it means that in the future when we make jokes about brad bot she'll get to laugh at them yes it won't she will know brad bot <laughs> the one person i joke the one person who listened to our super eight podcast We'll say, oh, Bradbot. I remember that. Hey, Brad, can you bust out some Bradbot for us right now? <laughs> C- computing. Computing. <laughs> it was such a well-fleshed out character Server that he can, just, he can just drop right into it, yeah. you know? And it was the X-Men show, not this. Yeah, right? it was. But it was combined. No, no, Super 8 was the first pure, three pure episode. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the, the one before that you. is... X-Men was you and me up. together. Yeah. 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 And then I threw our Bradbot at the end of that. Nice. Yeah. So. Anyways, remember you can email us at realnerds, realnerds at gmail dot com. I can talk today, I swear. Um, we also have tweets, tweet tweet. Was, um, that, was that the bird? Our friend Russell sent us another compliment about me. I mean, last week it was Jesse. This week it's Russell. I could probably do the show by myself, and everyone would be like, "Who are the uh, other two clowns that they don't need anymore?" Yeah, stroke his ego some more. That really helps um, us out. With that attitude, you can do it by yourself. <laughs> 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 oh, mic drop! Brad is out of the building. How do I upload? <laughs> um, uh, Russell said, it's Tuesday. I fully expect a Real Nerds bonus episode, Ryan versus James in sign-offs. Oh, damn, it's on, son. 
Um, I really want to see you guys watch, well, listen to you guys watch Signs together and then banter back and forth. <laughs> you know what? We should do it. We should do a real commentary on Signs. That'd be oh, hilarious. I thought he was just talking about um, our ability to sign off. Like, you know, I say like bye. You're done. Yeah. I say yeah. bye. He says bye. He says I, bye. I say bye. You no. say nothing. That's how we sign off. Yeah, Sometimes Brad says Batman. That's not nearly as, inter- as interesting as watching you two guys. I know. That's <laughs> why I thought it was a bad email. <laughs> <laughs> but now you know it's an awesome email. And no, it is. And now yeah. he's I'm going to pressure you he, to do he this. He makes fun of our listeners all the time. I know he's an asshole. No, only dick. the ones that are friends with he Brad. He makes fun of your dick one time and you won't <laughs> let it go. As a joke. Uh, I take jokes about my dick very seriously. You leave my friends alone. <laughs> you leave my dick alone. <laughs> Whoa, 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 this hey. took a really weird turn. You are no longer That's allowed. That's it, James. You, <laughs> me, and your dick outside. <laughs> oh. There's something I guess I should know about Brad and James. <laughs> oh, oh, um, so, hey, yeah, make okay. sure you tweet us, real underscore nerds. Email us at real nerds. Fuck, what's wrong with me? Realers at <laughs> gmail.com. You can also uh, leave us messages on our Facebook page, and you can like us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast, on Facebook. And you can call us, 720-6Nerds5. I know, I need a freaking celebrity to call us. I mean, it's been a while since Mark Wahlberg, not really, Mark called Wahlberg. us. I really, I really miss him. I need him. Mark Wahlberg. We need him. <sighs> Anyways, box office numbers. This is the box office stats. Hey guys, guess what? What? We saw another movie that didn't do well at the box office. Oh, oh. man. Um, last week, number one was End of Watch with $13.1 million. That really surprises me. Um, there was the End of Watch, the last the house at the end of the street, or the road, or whatever the heck it's called. And uh, um, yeah. what's the third one? Uh, the uh, other Trouble one with the Curve. Trouble with the Curve, yeah. They didn't know exactly which one would end up number one until the actual figures came in, and it ended up being End of Watch. Dread was in at six with $6.2 million, Ooh. which I'm not actually too surprised because that's a tough sell. It is. It really is. I mean, you know, it's a rated R uh, comic book, weird kind of movie. Um, Very obscure comic yeah. book. But I think it's entertaining enough. And like I said, you know, I, I, critics have loved it and they've already been talking about a sequel and a, a sequel to that movie is something I would be interested in seeing. And so it's too bad that it's probably not going to get made. Yeah. Well, it could if it does well overseas. Yeah, it could, you know, or it could do well enough that they do like a a real lower, much lower budget sequel, like Ghost Rider. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like Ghost Rider. I was thinking more like Punisher, like Punisher Warzone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm really interested to watch a Thomas Jane Punisher again. I haven't seen it in a while. Oh, it's good. Um, guess what? You can get all the box office numbers you could possibly want from BoxOfficeMojo.com. Check it out. Fun website. Guess what, guys? What? DVDs and Blu-rays. Edit that out, motherfucker. <laughs> Edit now. No, no. You already gave him the cut. I know. You know you're ruining your own show, right? <laughs> yeah, it's all right. <laughs> DVD releases and Blu-rays. Next week, there's actually uh, a couple cool things coming out. Um, Cinderella debuts on Blu-ray. Oh, and I always love mentioning the Disney stuff because Disney makes really cool Blu-rays. They do. Um, they, they give you everything. They do. Yeah. It's one of the few companies that says, "Oh, well, we'll t- we'll give you a whole bunch of new bonus features, and all the old bonus features out on your DVD, we port them over to the Blu-ray." Yeah, uh, w- one thing that I really appreciate about Disney, uh, and this is going to sound like just stupid, but it's true. I think I know where you're going. They have really good menu systems. Oh. 
Yeah, they do. Yeah. Like they they tell you everything you need to know and give you all the options and like the pop-up menus and stuff on well, the Blu-rays you, are so good. Even if you select like, uh, I don't know, let's say the making of Pinocchio, it also gives you a description of what you're about to watch. Oh, yeah. it's The, yeah. the, the Blu-ray menus are, are just chock full of stuff. What, were you, what did you think I was going to say? I also like the fact that um, they give you packaging options because if you want the Blu-ray, but you want... Because oh. they bundle them Blu-ray DVD together, mm-hmm. right? If you want the you know DVD style case, you can get the Blu-ray in the DVD yeah. style case, or you can get the Blu-ray and DVD in the Blu-ray case. It's You're right. Really nitpicky for collectors like me. Yeah, but you know Disney is one of the people that know people collect this stuff, so they make collectors editions of things, and yeah, they make it interesting. So, and Cinderella is a great movie. If you haven't watched it in a while, I recommend you pick it up. You also have the option to buy the. <gasps> Cinderella trilogy with limited edition collectible jewelry and packaging six deuce combo with Blu-ray, DVD, digital copy. <sighs> <laughs> There's Cinderella two and three. Yeah, yeah. there. Yeah, it's a tri- the Cinderella trilogy. You didn't know that the first one was well, setting I guess, up a trilogy. I guess in the like nineties, <laughs> they did a lot of direct to DVD um, oh, yeah. movies, which they make tons of money off of. It comes with a cool art book. And you know what? Who doesn't love Gus Gus, the little fat mouse? He's cute. Oh yeah. Also, Dark Shadows. So that was a great movie. Yeah. Right. How I Met Your Mother, season seven. Cool. New Girl, season one, which James is really interested in. Nope. <laughs> Downton Abbey, seasons one and two. UK edition, what does that mean? Uh, it means it's not the ed- episodes aren't edited down for time. Um, this is already out, so it's just a, like a re-release. Hmm. So. And the classic Monsters collection, which is Universal Monsters, which is really cool. I love those movies. You missed a bunch of stuff. Okay, well, why don't you enlighten me, James? You, well, you missed People Like Us, the number one drama of the summer by yeah. Chrisman and Orson. That's what the listeners were waiting to find out. That uh, was on DVD. Well, the number one drama of the summer, would it gross like $4 million? Yeah, I think it got to a whole $4 million. Yeah, I believe so. I no, the Im- the important one is actually that Iron Sky finally comes out after like years of is being this poorly made. Is this your Nazi? Yeah, the Nazis <laughs> from the moon? Yeah. No, this, yeah, this movie finally is coming out, and I'm totally going to rent the shit out of it and not buy it immediately because it might be bad. <laughs> I yeah. think the Princess Bride 30th anniversary comes out this week, too. Uh, yeah, it does. As you no, wish. No, 25th anniversary. Is it 25th? Yeah. Movie's great. But then there are no shark movies, so we can move on. Ah, oh, man, no shark movies. That's a bummer. I know, right? You can go to Digital Bits and see all the upcoming DVD and Blu-ray releases. You know they also have video game releases on there now? Oh, really? Yeah. yeah they have a little scroll-down menu. You can check it out. It's cool. They have everything on that website for nerds. Check it out, digitalbits.com. What? No, 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 I was waiting. Uh, no, it's your show. You keep going. You're looking at me like I'm skipping something. No. Look at James. He's like, he's inquisitive looking at me saying, sometimes, say something else. Sometimes, I, yeah, you were really interesting. And sometimes Thank I just you. like to look at you. Thank you, James. First it's Brad and your dick, and now you want to look at me. And I think <laughs> James is trying to say something. Not there's anything wrong with his, what he's about to I'm say. Just, no, I'm not trying to say anything. Just, um, it's uh, unspool some real news time, I guess. It's real news. So another light week in real news, uh, but not as light as last week. Uh, the first sort of interesting thing, I think, is that uh, Mark Miller, in an interview this week, uh, has sort of re- revealed that Fox is going to have him take over their sort of division of Marvel movies. So the X-Men movies, the Wolverine movies, uh, Fantastic Four. Um, it's an interesting choice because he is somebody who is pretty good at like mainstreaming He's good some at of blockbuster stuff. Yeah, exactly. I, I think his character moments need a little work. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. But I think, um, yeah, like you said, 
that's kind of what I was going by when I meant like mainstreaming it. You know, making it fun. Um, it's still interesting. Good. Yeah, and he's got some, like I love his old man Logan story. That storyline was really cool. Um, he he has good ideas as far as making stuff exciting. Yeah, um, I agree. It, it's it's not a bad choice, you know. Like mm-hmm. his like I think part of why they probably picked him is because of his run on the Ultimates, oh, uh, yeah, which is basically yeah. the Avengers but rebooted, um, which I thought for sure was going to be the story that they did for Me the too. Avengers. But uh, I really thought the Hulk was going to be the the threat the they're going to have to villain. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I agree. Um, so it's it's not a bad choice. No, it, at least I, it's a comic guy too. Yeah, I think that's the thing I like about it. It means that they're they're going to start taking it seriously and getting people who are comic book people involved in this at the same time they also talked about him trying to make nemesis into a movie which is a comic book series that comes out way too infrequently and most people hate so uh it's one of those many like hey this superhero is actually a douchebag kind of stories (laughs) um and when he does that kind of stuff he just he he grinds my gears man so i'm not crazy that was a family guy joke right there it was yeah wow sorry no, it's cool. I didn't think you liked Mammy Guy uh, enough to know. No, a, I to, liked uh, it before it got canceled the first time. That was after it got canceled, though. This oh, guy well. is a closet Family Guy fan. Yeah. You should be. It's awesome. Grind, grind My Gears is an actual phrase. <laughs> okay. Before that show. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That really grinds my gears that you think it's that way. <laughs> <laughs> last year, uh, last year, last week off the air, we talked about whether or not Len Wiseman would ever work again, um, <laughs> <laughs> which which was uh, unfair uh, because as even though Total Recall didn't do amazing, uh, it did well enough, and that movie's not bad. He, he no, he's, he's, so. a, he's a good director, I would say. Not not. Amazing, I was reading that they're releasing the director's cut that's something like forty minutes longer. Dude, I hope it's got lots of wide shots in it. <laughs> that they made, they forced him to cut out stuff. Oh man, then there might be some really cool stuff in there if they, if they did, because yeah, he is a director who doesn't have a lot of weight to throw around. So if the if the Studio comes in and is like, "Hey, this movie's too heady. You got to take out some of this smart shit." Then <laughs> they they might he might just have to do it. Uh, so that 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 might be cool. I'll look forward to that. Uh, but he's teaming up with Kurtzman and Orsi to do a remake of the Mummy, which at first I rolled my eyes out. My I rolled my eyes out because I'm like, well, you know, we remake just had, of a remake. Yeah, it's a remake of a remake. And as far as I'm concerned, the the remake of the Mummy is a really fun movie. The sequel is not great, but that that movie is really cool. Uh, whether you hate Brendan Fraser or not, yeah, he's like, good in that movie. Yeah, it's a well-paced, well-plotted, fun adventure movie, and you don't—we don't get a lot of adventure movies. The and the second one, you know, gave birth to The Rock as a movie star. Yeah, so we have that. <laughs> uh, Tooth Fairy as well was a good rock f- film. Yeah, um, you can't judge. Have you seen it? No, I haven't. Then you can't judge the movie. You're, you're right. I, and, and I shouldn't be mean because I really like The Rock, so there's no reason to do that. But uh, the the weird thing about it and the reason why it's Did even they say happening, what kind of movie it was going to be? Yes, and that's where it gets interesting. Uh, the reason why it's even happening is because Kurtzman and Orsi had an interesting idea for a modern-day mummy story. So it's not a pulp action adventure. Mm. It is some kind of modern, gritty horror movie cool. about a mummy, which is at least interesting because it's different. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's still going to be called The Mummy. If you had a cool idea about a mummy, why didn't you just come up with, call it, you know, King Tut and have Steve Martin star in it, <laughs> and then it'd be really good. But uh, Obscure Saturday Night Live joke. Love it. Thank you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but I I, th- I think it sounds interesting, and I'm actually kind of excited about I'll this. I'll see it. And, and Len Wiseman being involved, I... 
I think is good. He makes at cool some point, It means that at some point Kate Beckinsale will be in it. Maybe Kate Beckinsale will be the mummy and she has like bandages wrapped around her, but just enough for you like, I might be able to see your naughty parts no, no, if no. it slips a little bit. No, 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 no. That's what that's what Paul W. S. Anderson does to his wife. Len Wiseman is an actually probably okay husband. Oh no, that's <laughs> not true. There's a lot of weird sex scenes in Underworld. Len Wiseman likes watching his his wife have sex with other people. Specifically Scott Speedman. So hmm. that could happen. Yeah. <laughs> Laura, my wife, just said, mm, Scott Speedman, you know how terrible of an actor he is? He looks like... He's pretty bad. He looks like he... That dude from Creed. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Scott Stapp. Yeah, Scott Stapp. Yeah. <laughs> I bet Scott Stapp would have, have sex with Kate Beckinsale. And he, every time when... Uh, I like the Underworld movies, but the second one, I just didn't buy him as like some super badass. Oh, no. He Well, no, she's the super badass. She, she is, but I mean, remember he's supposed to be like a half werewolf, half vampire. Yeah. He's supposed to be really cool. But, I'm like, that dude's a... Most of the time, he's just in the back of a, a cab. Douche going, nozzle. Ugh, ugh, my chest is blue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really disheartening. Yeah, it's really just about how awesome Kate Beckinsale is. So yeah, and that's fine. She is awesome. Hey Ryan, how much do you like uh, the Amazing Spider-Man? Well, you're gonna have to tune in to the year-end <laughs> podcast to find out where it's ranked in my top ten movies. Well, if it is in my top ten, will uh, it be? <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> The important news is that uh, this week Mark Webb announced that he is going to return for Amazing Spider-Man 2. Uh, cool. I hope I they call it good. the Spectacular Spider-Man because Amazing Spider-Man 2 sounds stupid. No, they want it. They'll call it Amazing Spider-Man I know they will. <laughs> yeah. They might, I, I, I'm, I'm actually expecting they'll give, uh, give it a subtitle because subtitles are, are hip right now. So it'll be like the Amazing Spider-Man uh, Mysteries of the Spider-Man <laughs> 2. <laughs> uh, the Trial of Richard Parker. Yeah, that's oh, his dad's go. name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, nobody knows. <laughs> no, I, I didn't. Except stupid comic book guys like me. Um, that, that's fine. Like, yeah, I, I thought he did a, a a well job. I think a well job, a good a well, job. He, he did. Um, he did well. He did well. Um, hopefully he's learned a lot and he can help the action scenes a little bit. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I I thought the movie was really cool. So, yeah. I, but he did a, the character moments were really good. Oh, absolutely. So, uh, yeah. The, I mean, I can't get mad about that choice. The only reason that this t- even took so long is because he's in a contract with uh, Fox. He has to deliver. If if he did Spider Man, then he has to deliver two movies to Fox instead of one. Um, it's a weird thing. Yeah, so which I'm basi- guessing- basically he has to sacrifice a, a huge chunk of his life in order to do this movie. So, but that's that's okay. I don't yeah, care. About I mean, him. I, and I'm guessing that movie has to start shooting soon because it comes out in a year and a half. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, I have a feeling they'll postpone that. The date? I don't think they will. Uh, they might. Um, we also, did you get to see that, that unseen trailer for Spider-Man from 2001 this I week? I did. We're recording it, a podcast, Laura. Uh, it's, um, <laughs> gosh, my wife, uh, it, it's weird. It is kind of weird. Cause it's all like weird stock footage kind of yeah, stuff. Well, like it's not even, thing, it looks thing, like test footage. Yeah. Right? That's, it was like test footage. Cause I was watching it and I don't know if it's somebody took, because I have, the DVD of that some of that footage. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if someone took the footage from that DVD and looped in the the movie guy in it. Oh yeah, um, but it does look like they're still trying to figure out Spider Man. And oh yeah, but it could have been a really early trailer. Yeah. Just get people well, pumped. they 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 say that it was shown at uh, E three in two thousand and one. Oh yeah, um, that'd be really early. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so it was probably like when they they really were doing that test footage. What's weird about it is that it's got web shooters in it, which obviously they abandoned by the time they actually did that movie. Um, and of course, it's in horrible quality, so we can't actually see it. This is the worst thing to even talk about. It's it's, a, it's yeah. not news, but 
But it's cool. It's cool. Yeah. Go, Go check it out. Brad, you got any news? No. Brad? No. Yeah. That's news. Yeah, because nothing really exciting happened. Yeah, that wasn't much. Nobody I died. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I wish that happened so we'd have something to talk about. <laughs> this guy. No, I was just saying nobody died. Andy Williams say. died. And then you started laughing. No, because you... Never mind. Cool. Hey, James, you got a comic book for me this week? I do. Cool. Comic book corner. What's up, nerds? It's the comics corner. So you know I'm a, I'm a big fan of Terry Moore. You are uh, a big fan of Terry Moore. And in the past, I have talked about a series he did called Echo, which mm-hmm. was a, a short run. It was about 30 issues, and you should pick it up. Um, but that's not the one I'm talking about. I'm talking about the one he's doing uh, currently called Rachel Rising, um, which took me a while to get into. And that's why I'm talking about it now, because it's he's finally started to reveal some of what's going on in the series, and I'm now I'm excited. It's about 10 issues in. Um, in fact, actually, just issue 11 just came out, so you can go to... Coins, cards, and comic. Pick up issue eleven and pick up the first two trades because they should be out by now. Uh, the first one certainly is, and they probably have back issues if you want to get the issues. Um, but it's pretty cool. It's about this woman who wakes up in a shallow grave and somebody had strangled her, but she doesn't remember who. And she's she was dead, but now she's not. Um, and then all of a sudden, like blasphemy. <laughs> like there's weird I, I don't know enough about what's going on so it's going to be hard for me to ex- ex- explain it but um there is this little girl and she's walking around and she's like killing people and burying them in this grave and then they come back to life as undead people and then like her friend jet dies and she comes back and her neck this is broken. Terry Moore? yeah wow yeah he's killing women left and right they're still pretty women and they come back to life so they're still in the in the book and he writes them fairly well so they are good characters uh, which is why you go to Terry Moore in the first place, because uh, he makes good, pretty characters who are also ladies. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, Lilith. The the point you is, sound James Spank Bank. <laughs> <laughs> no, the the point is that Lilith just showed up in in episode ten or in issue ten. I mean, uh, and now we're starting to figure out like, oh, there's some like crazy shit going on, and she's the one who's pulling all the strings and making crazy stuff happen, and basically. Uh, like she shows up every now and then. She she's apparently she shows up every now and then to like decimate a town, um, and that's what she's planning to do with all of the men in this town by turning the women against it. Uh, so it it's pretty interesting, and you should go check it out for sure, if only for the art because he is amazing. Did he write it too? Oh yeah, yeah. That's all. That's what he does anymore. He and his wife live in their house, and she produces, and he writes and draws. And Good life. They make money. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. To draw for a living. Mm-hmm. Wish I was more disciplined to do that. I wish I had talent. But I'm like, I'm drawing Spider-Man. I'm not going to draw anything behind him. It's just going to be Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> and that's going to be my comic book. It's just Spider-Man. <laughs> See this box? It's not a window. It's a building, but you can't tell. There's no thought bubbles in here. There's just pictures of Spider-Man. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's called, the issue's called Nuff Said. You don't need to say anything. <laughs> this is just but what's going on in the background? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> this is just Peter Parker putting on the Spider-Man outfit and then taking it back off again and then putting it back on again. I, I don't. I don't. Just, I, this is not a good posing. Story. Over and, over <laughs> and it's all heroic. He's standing, in front of, <laughs> he's standing in front of a mirror, just like putting his hands on his hips. I don't understand. I love Peter Parker. There, there it is. <laughs> awesome. James always comes in with some obscure comic books for us, but they might be just the thing that you need. Or if you want to read good stuff, you can check out the Amazing Spider-Man. I hate you. <laughs> Pick it up at uh, Quits, Guys, and Comics. You should. 
Man, I was in there a couple days ago. It's busy. I love it. Yeah? Yeah. I like their new setup. Yeah, me too. They moved everything around. It's cool. They did. They did a very good job. And he has a bunch of new rare issues out. And he has new uh, comic book action figures out now, too. Oh, wow. He didn't used to have a lot of that. So it's cool. Yeah. Check it out. Now it's time for the moment everybody's been waiting for. What? The last two Denver Comic-Con interviews. And here they are in all their glory. Cool. So what's your name, man? My name's Jacob. Jacob, hi. Welcome to Real Nerds. I'm Ryan. I'm the host of Real Nerds. Um, so you have a Link Triforce tattoo from The Legend of Zelda. Is that your favorite video game? Uh, it is not my favorite video game. You, what is your favorite video game? Uh, it depends, but right now Mass Effect. I've, Mass Effect? I've wasted a lot of my life on yeah, Mass Effect. Yeah, I, I literally just got Mass Effect 2 like two weeks ago. I've never played them oh. before. They're Great pretty amazing. Country. Oh, yeah. Did you get the, uh, the Cerberus DLC? Uh, yeah, I got the Game of the Year edition yeah. was on PlayStation 3. I don't even know. Yeah, it comes with, like, it lets you do the interactive comic. That lets yeah, you, oh, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it's so awesome. So what's, uh, so it's your favorite game. What do you like about it? Don't I spoil d- it for me, though, please. I like the, the fact that it's just, it changes depending on you. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It does. I love, uh, uh right now I'm, I'm, I love playing, like, kind of in the middle. Yeah. And depending on how much the guy pisses me off <laughs> in it is how I'm going to respond to him. <laughs> So my Paragon, you know, might suffer a little bit, but not, but it's okay. You have yeah. to every once in a while. Well, if you want the best ending, you got to mix it up a little bit, right? Oh, you do. So, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I, uh, my friend who does a podcast with me has played it so much, and he's got all the different endings. So you, can, you can't give up on just, you know. Oh, yeah. The one, so what else do you like to do? Why, why are you at Comic-Con? I'm at Comic-Con because I heard about it, and I got tears in my eyes. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, We were talking that it's cool to have something like this in Denver because... Oh. San Diego sells out so fast. I, I never I honestly never thought I'd get to go to Comic Con in Denver. Yeah, it is. It's crazy. Uh, Brad, right here, my producer. Uh, me and him, we went to San Diego in two thousand eight, and we got our tickets like two, three weeks before it came out. Somehow, and and now you have to get it months in advance, yeah. and even then, their like ticketing system is stupid, oh, and yeah. and we really got Star Wars blurring right now. Hey, wait, wait, wait to keep it going. Yeah, Star Wars is awesome. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> it's it, it, all right. it could be worse. Uh, so, what kind of movies do you like? We're a movie podcast. I, you know, I just saw the Avengers, and uh, that was absolutely stunning. It was. And uh, I went and saw Prometheus last week, which was uh, a little disturbing. I wasn't, I wasn't expecting quite what it was. Yeah, uh, did you, do you enjoy the movie? It was a really good movie. It's just um, like I, I, when I heard about it, I heard like the producer was the guy that did Firefly. So I went hmm. into it expecting it to be like a little more lighthearted and it was not. No. Well, the writer of it's David Lindelof yeah. and he did Lost and a bunch of other things and then when you combine him with Ridley Scott, the movie was beautiful. Oh, it's gorgeous. Uh, and it, it, was a, it was a really cool movie so and that's uh, awesome. I just got John Carter on Blu-ray. It's way better than I, uh, I think people give it credit for. Well, people don't give it credit because they don't know what it is. I, I agree. It's kind of a, it's a little convoluted if uh, you're not sure at the beginning. I mean, it explains itself eventually, but well, uh, it, it's a hundred year old book. You mm. gotta, you know, people. I, I was talking to someone that thought it was a uh, a prequel to Hancock. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, actually, I was thinking this summer Taylor Kitsch is in two movies that are better than I think people give him credit for. <laughs> I actually liked Battleship. I thought it was a pretty I fun seen movie. It yet. Is it good? It's fun. Yeah. It's not like you know great, but it's fun. It's based on a Hasbro game. Yeah. <laughs> nothing to do with the game though. <laughs> Nothing at all. So yeah, so he's he's got a couple uh, bum bum rap, but 
And I won't see his new movie because it opens the same week as Spider-Man. So. Oh, well, that's not even... Yeah. I mean, I'm going to see Spider-Man, I think, five times. I'm surprised I haven't been back to the Avengers six times already. I know. I've only seen it twice. Uh, how many times have you seen it? Brad's seen it three times. I've seen it three so far. And I'm going gonna, gonna to buy it and probably like watch it daily. Oh, you have to. <laughs> yeah. Um... I know everyone's expecting me to say the the puny god part, but mm-hmm. I actually like the part where uh, Thor is on top of the the building and calls thunder down and just strikes down all the. Aliens. Yeah, that's really cool. I'm a huge uh, Robert Downey Jr. fan, yeah. so anything that involves him, I get yeah. really excited. Uh, I've been watching the movie when Loki is, you know, um, screaming at every well, not screaming, but commanding everybody in yeah. Italy, and then all of a sudden you hear ACDC in the background, and you just know that Loki's going to get walloped. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah. man, great stuff! I love it. It's a great movie. Awesome. Do you have? Uh, you're on our podcast. You can like pimp out if you have a Twitter feed, Facebook page, uh, uh, fan I, anything. I, I'm honestly really boring. I just got out of the uh, army. I've been, oh well, thanks for serving. Yeah, I've uh, I've been spending a lot of time overseas. I haven't really had time for to really geek out like I yeah, want to. Yeah, well, uh, are you just on leave right now? Or are you no, have you I, fulfilled uh, your I was duty? A, I was a Green Beret and I got injured and I got a oh. medical discharge. Bummer. But, I'm, but I'm glad you're back and, I, yeah, and alive. That's the most important thing. Yep. So thank you for serving. Uh, what part of uh, where were you overseas? I'm not really allowed to say. Okay, no worries. Yeah, it's, it's special forces thing. It's all right, man. <laughs> we just know you were serving our country, and that's the most important thing. Yep. I appreciate it. I, I'll say it. What else do you plan on seeing here? Uh, here? Mm-hmm. Like everything. Nice. <laughs> Uh, I really want to um, meet the guy who voices Fry from Futurama. Oh yeah, he was over there yesterday. He was really funny. I, I'm like so excited. I yeah, was. it's uh, yeah Billy West. <laughs> you know, I I really wanted. Uh, they asked us when we were setting this up if you know we want to do interviews with anybody, and he was one I did, and they never got back to me with him. Uh, but I was going to ask him. So, what was your inspiration for the Honey Bee on <laughs> Honey Nut Cheerios? But <laughs> never came to that. <laughs> He's done like a ton of really oh, yeah. famous stuff too. Yeah, like, if you look him up on IMDb, yeah, it's uh, uh yeah. He's my buddy was telling me something. It was like a Muppet or something. And like, oh yeah, he's been everywhere. Yeah, he's crazy. He's one of those guys that you don't realize that he's in everything until you actually know that he's in everything. Well, it's like uh, the guy who voices Spike on a uh, Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, anime. He's in almost every American anime. And if you if you look him up, it's actually really funny because like he, his voice is so like badass mm-hmm. but he is like the geekiest looking guy you'll ever see yeah you know what's funny most voice actors are have you seen a picture of billy west yeah he looks like a geek too yeah but that's why we like him <laughs> yeah it's it's always fun oh, yeah. it's always fun geeking out hey thanks for stopping by yeah. and i'm glad we got me. someone from the service on here that's awesome <laughs> be safe oh. have fun at comic-con yeah, are you here all you. weekend uh yes awesome right. we are too so if you get bored and you're like hey look what i found and want to rub it in our faces? <laughs> Please stop by again. Well, I'm t- this the, the where I got this wallet is uh, right over here on the main aisle, mm-hmm. and they do custom orders. Oh wow! So you can get your Batman or your whatever you like. Spider Man. Yeah. What's the company name? I don't know. Uh, it's some. Yeah, it's the wallet. Oh, is it in the wallet? No, it's no they not. do. It's a custom order. Yeah. They do custom orders here. Did you Did you get one of our cards? I did get one. Good. Of your cards. So you can uh, right look. There. You can look us up when you can find yourself on our podcast that is awesome so thank you appreciate it thanks for stopping by again thank you thanks and your name is john correct john i'm ryan welcome to real nerds thank you ryan hey so uh why are you at denver comic-con are you here for comics 
Uh, to be perfectly honest, I had nothing better to do with my weekend except, to, and I saw this and took it as a chance to geek out. Yeah, I mean, I'm seeing Gears of War, I'm seeing Superman on you. So to me, it looks like you're interested in comics. Do you collect them? Not anymore. I uh, used to when I was little. Yeah. I still have a bunch of comics at home. Awesome. What's your most prized favorite comic book? Oh, I would probably have to go with my number one Amazing Spider-Man. Number one overall Amazing Spider-Man? Yes. Like the, the number first, one in the series. The first appearance of the Chameleon? I don't remember. I never read it. I left no. it in the, in the plastic. Well, I'm, I'm jealous. Spider-Man's my favorite hero, so uh, <laughs> I wish I had something like that. So what else do you do? do you, what's your favorite movie then? Uh, my favorite movie overall is Spaceballs. Spaceballs. And why do you love Spaceballs? Because Mel Brooks was a comic genius. Was? You don't like Men in Tights or uh, Dracula Dead and Loving It? Oh, of course. <laughs> I love all of his movies, but that overall is my favorite. Really? Not yeah. Blazing Saddles? Nah. I don't think anything can beat Pizza the Hut. You know? Yeah. Eats himself to death in the back of a limo. Of course. He does. And, you know, John Candy's great in it. Of course. And, you know, if you like... Barf. Barf. Yeah. Who doesn't love Barf? <laughs> Do you play... <laughs> uh, that, uh, if he, you hear snide comments, that's just Brad, our producer. He's not on the show. He's just saying funny things, I guess. Oh, okay. He's making sure it sounds good. Oh, okay. Is there anything you want to tell us about yourself? Like, do you have a Twitter that you want people to follow? Do you have a Facebook page you want people to like you on? No and no, because I really don't use either one of those social no? media things, you know. I'm not into whole letting the uh, CIA spy on me thing. <laughs> Are you worried about the CIA? Not really. I just say that as an excuse. <laughs> yeah, what did you do? <laughs> what didn't I do? <laughs> are you, are, <laughs> awesome. Do you play Xbox then? Uh, when I can, yes. Boop. PlayStation 3. I have a Vita right now. Yes. So. <laughs> I'll admit, only, the only system I have right now is my Vita. Oh, yeah? So The Vita's awesome. You should get Mortal Kombat for it. I did. Uh, Good got man. that. I got this guy at 3. I've gotten... Uh, Oh, uh, what else did I get? I got Gravity Rush recently, and I just picked up uh, the Metal Gear, or, or yeah, Metal Gear Solid uh, HD Trilogy Collection. Oh, nice! Or, that's a that's a great one. You can't go wrong with that one. Oh, of course not. It's a classic. Awesome, John. Thank you for sitting in on Real Nerds. If you go to our iTunes and uh, in a couple weeks, you will hear yourself on the Real Nerds podcast. All right. All righty. Enjoy that Titanic two poster. I will. Thanks, buddy. Once again, I want to thank everybody who stopped by our booth and interviewed us. Interviewed, we interviewed them and listened to how awesome I was. It was really uh, great that you did that. Um, we will have new interviews, hopefully, from the Horror Fest. So you will be able to hear brand new interviews with people. Or the next Horror Fest. Or the next Horror Fest. Or, or Mile or High Con. <laughs> you know, we're going to have lots of interviews to last us like a year. So if you hate that part of the show... Get used to it, because <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> I was going to say, if, if we don't collect any, any interviews, we're going to go back to a tight, concise show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the interviews are good. They give you yeah. Know, yeah. fans cool. perspective. It's fun. Because it's for the fans to, to be on a podcast. Have their voices heard. And we love it. So thank you, everybody, who stopped by our booth at Denver Comic Con. We will be there next year, too. I've been getting emails lately about it. Mm-hmm. So I'm getting kind of excited. Good. Yeah, good. me too. It's only like nine months away. Five, like no seven. nine. No, I said nine. I Sorry. said five. I got an email about getting an artist booth, so nice. you might have to work without me, guys. <laughs> <laughs> what a jerk! How are we going to record without you? James knows how to do it. We have we have two tables. You can't put your like whatever shit on one end, like like the last foot and a half of one of our tables. If people want to take my graphic novel seriously, I have to be in the artist alley. <laughs> I got you. Fine. What a jerk. Seriously.
using this as a platform for Don't him worry, I'm to not gonna get leave more. you hanging. I'll just I'll, I'll hook you up. I'll, I'll show you the ropes. <laughs> so we're never gonna have to interview Brad. <laughs> and I'll come over and be like, "When's my interview, guys?" <laughs> but you know, we're gonna we'll see if we can fit you in. Are you? We'll uh, see if we can fit you. Are in. you still expecting to get a free media pass? <laughs> I think, oh. a, I think I'll get an artist pass. Oh, oh shit! That's right. Look at this badge, guys. Oh, you don't get one because you can't draw. <laughs> <laughs> what a dick! Seriously, you have fun over there, Artist Alley, when no one comes and sees you. And oh, boop, hey, boop. Rebecca Isaacs, how's it going? <laughs> uh, we're all oh. pals over here. Oh, you're so cute. <laughs> she doesn't even know your name. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, yeah, look forward to us in Denver Comic Con in nine months. <laughs> we'll be there. We're we're really looking forward to fighting. Totally. <laughs> Just screaming across the aisles. Yeah. Hey, hey, real nerds, <laughs> suck it. <laughs> Don't stop at that guy's booth. He's not very good. You shut up, man. <laughs> all he does is draw dicks. <laughs> hey, Rebecca, you know what happened to real nerds all last year? Yeah, James strangled a puppy. <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> oh, my God, that guy is so sick. That's not how Rebecca She does not. So- <laughs> you, you- <laughs> I can't talk like a girl. Uh, no, no, you can't. That wasn't. Now it's time for stuff we have been enjoying. So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. You're, you're expecting a lot. We may not have enjoyed everything. Uh, maybe not. Who knows? I guess we'll find out, won't we? Um, I watched only a couple things this week. I uh, Because Kane Hodder is at the Mile High Horror Fest, and I'm trying to get an interview with him, um, I decided to watch Hatchet, which is he's the bad guy on Hatchet. Yeah. And uh, it's still fun. Like, it's... Uh, it's a slasher movie, yeah. And except he rips this one girl's head in half, which is pretty sweet. Um, it's like an indie slasher film. Like the uh, guys who made it did yeah. not have a lot of money. Yeah, uh, his name's Adam Green. Mm-hmm. He made Hatchet too, as well. Does it take place in New Orleans? Or? It takes place yeah. in New Orleans, so there's lots of boobs. And uh, <laughs> wait, what do you? Oh, okay. Mardi Gras. Oh, right, Mardi right. Gras. I thought you meant like everybody in New Orleans is just walking around topless. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, the, the gore effects are pretty over the top. And I think it's obviously what they were going for. Um, the story's kind of the story is is this deformed boy was born in the backwoods of Louisiana, as they are usually, and he's always you know obviously ridiculed by teenagers. One of the where have I heard this before? Going yeah, one of the troops uh, tropes. Isn't this the story the, the of the, creature. The, the cre- his kind of creature. Uh, Friday thirteenth. <laughs> Friday thirteenth. But one of the uh, I guess the formulas of slasher movies is someone was done an injustice and then they come back vengeful yeah to kill um and in this one the kids come to the, his house on halloween and throw fireworks at his house catches on fire and kane hodder also plays victor crowley's dad and he comes back to the house and he uses a hatchet to break down the door to get to his son because uh, he loves his son even though he's deformed yeah and he takes a hatchet and he hits his son in the head and kills his son trying to get to him oh shit on accident on accident so uh so now he's so now the spirit of victor crowley's stuck in the swamps looking for his dad because Aww. he's stuck in there and he's a vengeful spirit who rips people in half and stuff and oh i thought you were going to say that he meets a pretty lady who teaches him to love no oh okay this isn't uh I don't know whatever movie it is that's a drama. This is this is <laughs> horror where people get arms ripped off and faces chopped off and boob shown and boob shown. Yeah, but uh, the one guy who was in it was in God Bless America. What's the name of the actor in God Bless America? The lead actor, I forget his name. He was in that movie. Mm. Said, "Oh yeah," and Mercedes McNabb from Buffy's in it. She gets oh, cool. naked. Um, yeah, it's fun. Check it out, Hatchet. If you like ho- that kind of horror movie, you really have to like it to enjoy it but it's it's cool i liked it 
Um, I also saw a movie called The Tall Man, which stars Jessica Biel. Oh, yeah. Um, Is that good, or does it look like <laughs> the cover? Um, I'll, I'll tell you this. It, it's definitely not what I thought it was going to be. The, the, the poster art for it kind of makes it look like this supernatural specter. Is... It kind of looks like, uh, I know what you did last summer meets Summer Catch. <laughs> exactly. Um, but that's not what the movie's about. Um, the movie is about this... Uh, Jessica Biel plays a nurse in this mining town in Washington state and um, all the children are disappearing. And so there's a huge mystery on why all the children are disappearing throughout the movie. And at first you think it's supernatural because everyone says there's a tall man. There's this tall man. I'm going to spoil this movie because I don't think you guys ever watch it. Nope. <laughs> so the, the whole premise is, is that this tall man is coming up to children and steals the children and takes them into the forest and they're never seen from again. So like, oh, this is kind of interesting. You know, it's kind of yeah. scary. I mean, you wouldn't want to leave your child alone. And as this the movie goes like through the first 30 minutes, it's basically the plot of the movie is this is what's happening. And then there's a mute girl who draws and she says she, that she saw the tall man. She's like, oh, man, this is might be this might be one of those horror movies that kind of slips under the radar. That's kind of interesting. The mute girl says. Well, she writes. She, she draws. Writes okay. draws. Yeah. Yeah. She writes her mouth and the mouth says. She does a flip book of her mouth. Yeah. yeah. Explaining yeah. everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bring in the lip reader. <laughs> so she wrote that she saw the tall man. Um, <laughs> you can say it. Fuck you, Red. <laughs> oh, you just you broke done? me. No, yeah. All right. I'm done. <laughs> that wasn't even that funny. It was, it was really funny. Guy. Um, <laughs> so anyways, then the movie takes this really weird turn where Jessica Biel's son is kidnapped by the tall man. Well, and, yeah. And so she chases him out and his dog attacks her. So then you're thinking, oh, maybe he's not supernatural. Maybe it's just his like, child predator who kidnaps yeah. children. And she's picked up by the sheriff because she's chasing the tall man and she's all beat up because the dog attacked her and she got an whatever. And so the, the sheriff picks her up and instead of taking her to the hospital, he takes her to the diner in town. Like, what the fuck is going on in this well, movie? they only had enough money to shoot at the diner. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, so when she's in there, she looks and notices that her son's picture is on this, like, altar. And so you're thinking that maybe this town in is... In the diner? Yeah. That in the back room. Oh. Like, uh, so you're thinking maybe this town is behind the kids disappearing and Jessica Biel is behind, ah. stuck. Nope. There's another twist that Jessica Biel is the one who's kidnapping the children for the tall man. And she's taking him to the mines in the town to give to the tall man. Oh, wait, there's more. There's more. Um, so she's uh, she's arrested and the mother of... It turns out her son wasn't her son. It was the son of this like homeless lady <laughs> who saw her son at Jessica Beale's house. So she's the one who kidnapped her son back. Uh. And Jessica Beale was trying to get the son back. So... So they wouldn't find out that she's the one kidnapping him, I guess. Right. Um, so there's 18 kids missing, and they have this. It's movie keeps on going and going. There's tons of twists in it, and so she, uh, Jessica Bill's character is in jail, and then the mother comes in and she says, "Are my kids alive?" Or any of the kids, and she says, "No, that she killed them." And then the movie does another twist where the mute girl runs away from home, and she's grabbed by the tall man. And he takes her away to this special house where what the last twist of the movie is that 
these children are in horrible conditions. Like they don't have any money and their families are poor. What they do is they kidnap these children and sell them to rich people in New York so they can have a new life. Oh, that's nice. So that's literally the premise of the movie. Yeah, it's like an Abigail Breslin movie. That's a, that's a sweet story. So, you know. All the children are happy in the end. I, I wanted to watch it when it was on Netflix, and but uh, IGN said that the the ending was reprehensible, so I thought maybe like the kids would be murdered <laughs> later on that. I'm like, oh, kids murdered? And I'm like, i got to watch this. And then IGN gave it a 7.1. What's the difference between 7 and 7.1? I know, right? <laughs> so anyways, yeah. It's it's okay. My only question is, exactly how tall is the tall man? He is very tall. Yeah. Is he supernaturally tall? Did they ever explain <laughs> where his tallness comes from? No, uh, no, it's it, and it's a it's a network of these uh men who take these children from horrible conditions right. and give them to families that can provide for them and give them the life they wanted and the mute girl learns how to talk and be an artist and everything in New York. Oh. So yeah, it's really interesting. I That's mean, so sweet. I mean, the movie's not is okay, but yeah, we should start taking children away from poor people. <laughs> yeah, because they don't deserve them. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Maybe that's the reprehensible part. Yeah, I think we found yeah. it. I think we yeah. found it. <laughs> um, I also watched all the special features on Avengers. Yeah, what? I did too. Awesome, Man. great segue. Um, Number forty-seven. Uh, yeah, which yeah, is yeah, their yeah, One yeah. shot they did was kind of interesting. Yeah, um, it, it it's one of those things where like I. You know, I hope that there's a like a scene where Lizzie Kaplan and that other dude walk through the background of the next Avengers, but I or don't think I'd ever watch it again. D- does it seem like it's a tie-in to the TV show? Oh, maybe. Where it could be that you know these Shield people uh, have to collect collect up, all collect that stuff up all that technology. Yeah, that yeah, would that would actually it. make a lot of sense um, because it seems like there's parts missing from it. Yeah, you know, I mean the movie, it's a full blown movie yeah there's you know, some cool stuff in there it's the first one that i mean the other ones on the other uh the other one shots on the blu-rays are, are pretty good yeah like i love the uh, funny thing happened on the way to thor's hammer yeah but this was the actual production huge production of one yeah and this didn't feel like somebody you know just was filming this <laughs> yeah. on the side while exactly. they were making a bigger movie this you know they went out of their way to make this which um, was it was fun yeah yeah i mean i don't know if i ever watched it i wish there was a commentary for it too you know, to yeah. see what they were doing. I'd love to know more of the behind-the-scenes stuff about it. Um, I think the... Well, if we move on. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the most interesting thing for me on the Blu-ray was actually... And spoilers for the Avengers if you're the one poor soul who still hasn't seen that movie. <laughs> um, but in the commentary, Joss Whedon reveals that it was actually uh, Kevin Feige <laughs> who killed Agent Coulson. Uh, he's the one who, from the very first meeting, said to Joss Whedon, guess what happens in this movie uh, where you're going to kill Agent Coulson? And Joss said, hey, you know, I have a bad reputation for this. I'm going to take, take a lot of heat on this one. Um, and it's cool because I had always assumed, like, if you even go back to our episode, mm-hmm. I had always assumed that was a Joss Whedon thing yeah. because Cause Joss Whedon is so good at it. <laughs> yeah. Whether exactly. it's Dr. Horrible or Buffy yeah. or even Angel, you know, there's mm-hmm. he just has a way of writing people dying. Yeah. Just... Getcha. But it uh, the cool thing about that is that it means that it was probably something that was in the world. Like when they invented Agent Coulson, they probably knew that's exactly what they were going to do with it. Mm-hmm. At least that's the way I feel about it now. Because that's the job that Kevin Fe- Feige has, mm-hmm. uh, is that he was sort of in charge of this whole Marvel movie uh, thing. So 
it, it's cool that he had the foresight to do this. I, I at least I, that's what I believe. Um, yeah, it, it, the 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 special features are kind of light, which is a bummer. Yeah, um, I mean they're fun though. Yeah, the, um, the fact that there is a full Joss Whedon commentary, I think, is is maybe the best thing on the on the Blu-ray. But I love the deleted scenes. Actually, I thought most of the deleted scenes were really good. I um, besides the Maria Hill opening, yeah, which was just I don't know, kind of clumsy. I can see why that was X. Yeah, and it, it feels very much like a like a like a TV kind of a yeah. you know starting that that whole starting in the mid middle of the story thing is unnecessary. Yeah, um, but I loved uh, that. There's another. It's Captain America adjusting to life, which is really cool. It kind of just goes on a little longer. Um, Though it doesn't have like okay, you remember them saying that there was the scene where he goes and talks to Peggy, right? Mm-hmm. Because that is not on the Blu-ray. No, and I, I, my suspicion is that they left it out because they're going to put that in that that scene in the Cap- the next Captain America movie. So it's like, well, we can't have two versions of this scene. But I still, for like the way Joss talked about it, I would love to see it because he said it was the, one of the things that he really broke his heart to take it out of the movie. But uh, there is also a great Stan Lee cameo in the <laughs> Captain America oh, yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, and I actually, I my, I think my favorite scene was. The Mark Ruffalo scene with the uh, old guy when he fell through the warehouse. Oh, yeah. And the old man was telling him that, you know, he already knows where he's... Because he was conflicted about if he should go help the Avengers. And uh, it was a really cool scene. I understand why it was taken out because it probably would have stopped the momentum of the movie. But well, I thought it, it was a great moment. It's also something that Joss talks about a lot on the... Or Mr. Whedon, I should say. <laughs> Mr. Whedon talks a lot on the commentary about that, like, um, the actors were so good at doing their jobs that... A lot of the scenes he cut, he cut because we understood. Like like that scene with the Hulk, we understood the the sort of back and forth that he was going through just with the way that he that the other scenes had been played so that when he shows back up we understand the choices he's made so that he he had the the freedom to cut that scene out probably for momentum reasons and for time reasons because we already we as as an audience could understand that. We didn't need to be told. Yep. We'd been shown, but I even got pumped when I put on the Blu-ray and the 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 menu <laughs> where yeah. it had like the character silhouettes, and then they do like action scenes from the movie, then it morph into it go Iron Man, then into Captain America. It's, yeah, it's awesome. It's really like good. comic book panels is pretty sweet. Awesome. What else did you watch this week, James? Uh, well, I you know I've been going through movies that I missed, and one of the ones that's on Netflix is Goon. Which you guys thoroughly enjoy, and so it I had to awesome. check it out. And that movie is really good. It is. Oh man, that I, it was so much fun. Um, one of uh, I don't want to just quote lines, but there is one of my favorite moments is when you're meeting all of the other guys on the team, and there's the there's the uh, the goalie, and he says, "I only have two rules: don't touch my Percocet, and do you have any Percocet?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just it's so good, and. Um, uh, what's his name? Sean William Scott is is he he draws a f- a, a a good line between being stupid and and tough and being lovable at the same time. You know, like there's yeah. something, especially like the scene where he sits down. The maybe my favorite part really is uh the the relationship between him and his brother and his parents and that scene where mm-hmm. he's with them and in the restaurant and he's saying like, "I'm dumb, he's gay." He's gay. I'm dumb. We're, I'm. I'm. The, I'm really dumb, and he's gay. And he's just like saying it really loud, as if you know, I have to get this across. Like <laughs> it's okay that I'm dumb, but I have also found that I can beat up people really well. Um, <laughs> it's just really good, man. It is a cool movie. Yeah, one of those and, movies that took you by surprise. Yeah, absolutely. Like I thought, you know, 
I, I'd probably enjoy it because you guys enjoyed it, but not blow me out of the water. Mm-hmm. Not, not that it blew me out of the water, but, you know, like, it really stood out. It pushed um, you across the water. Yes. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I, if I were in a small boat, Goon would eventually fill my sails enough to cross the water. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Um, yeah, So and it's on Netflix. Dude, just check it out. You know, one afternoon, watch that movie. It's good. Uh, I also got a chance to go see Sleepwalk with me, which Brad talked about last <laughs> week. Um which was a weird experience because I have heard him tell this story so many times that certain beats would kind of like beats and jokes I are sort of had spoiled for me, but it was cool to just to see them visualized. Um, if if you had if you didn't listen to last week, see, he Mike Birbiglia basically uh, he's a comedian who what he discovered is that he is really just funny when he tells stories about his real life, uh, which is kind of what this movie is about. It's kind of about um, him both discovering how he can be a good comedian and also discovering that he has this extreme sleepwalking disorder in which he does things like jump out of second story windows and think that there's a jackal in the room and you wake up his girlfriend by kicking the hamper and yelling, there's a jackal in the room. My uh, wife did that. She was so sure that there was a snake under our bed one night that she made me get up and oh, check everywhere in our room to make sure there was no giant snake. <laughs> <laughs> and then she realized I was just walking around without pants on. <laughs> oh, oh, that's good. <laughs> oh, man. Do it. Do it. Anyway, I, I really enjoyed this story. And it, it's basically the... Uh, the movie version of the one-man show he's been doing. Um, but it's just, I, I find him so lovable. If you if you know anything about Mike Birbiglia and you think he's funny, you got to go see dick. this just because... <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no. oh. Actually, but he's he does some dick things in this movie, but... Yeah, um, the, like not just him figuring out how to be a comedian and uh, solving his sleepwalking issues, but it's also a kind of a... It's about his, his relationship, yeah. And kind of like for everyone, like don't rush into, you know relationships that you know aren't solid yeah well and even because everyone else pressures you to even even i think the lesson there is 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 i mean i don't want to talk too much about how it ends but um the the one of the big lessons that he's talking about he he doesn't come out and say it but he's really talking about the fact that the two of them did never want to hurt each other in their relationship and as a result it went on for way too long um which that i think is fascinating and it makes me want to watch that movie again but um i think it's really good and you should go check it out uh anyway we'll move on go see that movie it's just it's so lovable and he is he is awkwardly funny uh, how i met your mother came back this week right did. did you watch it i did yeah it was okay it's all right yeah uh especially when they tease the mother again in this episode mm-hmm. i was just like i why don't you just introduce the mother and we'll all understand, like keep the show funny and stop doing this stuff and move on. Yeah. Um, um well, I mean, I think they have to because now yeah. it's getting to a point where Ted Mosby is going to be too hold. Right. And it's not going to like line up at all. The fact that the fact that it conflicts with the title, with the, the title of the show. Okay. I don't care. Just introduce the mother and keep the show going. If, if that's what you want to do or end it one way or the other, but it, it feels a little bit stretched, you know, I'm sure there there are going to be really great episodes this season, and I'm going to love watching it every week. But um, every every time that the season premieres and ends, and they tease the mother again, I'm just like, ah, 
This is yeah, it's, a, it's I, a burden more than it is. I always a try to remember all the clues they've left throughout the series. You know, he, she was the roommate of the one girl that he dated yeah. for a little bit. She had the yellow umbrella. Yeah, she was at the wedding. Yeah, and it's, you know, trying to keep those straight too. You know, is a little daunting. Yeah. I think the real reason why they haven't done it is just because they they have no idea how to cast or write a character yeah. that, that Ted would actually love. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, well, not only does Ted have to love her, the audience has to love her. Right. But you know, it shouldn't be that hard because if it were like you know, they write Robin Anna Kendrick. And they were. Yeah, if it were Anna Kendrick, <laughs> goddamn no. Uh, they're they're able to write Robin and Lily and all of these other characters on the show that I love. How can they not just introduce yeah, a character like Robin and 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 not make her do something shitty, um, like most of the women in his life do, uh, or have some really dumb like ploy or whatever, um, and it'll be fine. You know, some people don't like Victoria, but I always liked Victoria. Mm-hmm. He could have been Victoria. So anyway, I just that show needs to grow. Uh, and lastly, uh, I watched Elementary, which is that new, like, sh- American version of Sherlock uh, that they're doing. It's like a, it's mm-hmm. Sherlock Holmes, Johnny a modern day, set in New York. It's got Lucy Liu in it. Um, and I, this was actually kind of good. I I actually enjoyed this, which I had very low expectations for it. I watched it on a lark, basically. Guess what Entertainment Weekly's second favorite show of the new season was? Elementary? It was. What was its first? Uh, Last Resort. Really? Yep. Ah, are you saying I should watch that pilot? Because the commercials for The Last Looks Resort horrible, look no, awful. It's not just entertainment with you. Everyone else says it's really good. It's got Scott Speedman in it. I know. He's horrible. Ugh. Anyway, uh, I, I really like some of the ways that they play around with this. And if this show is consistent in the way that the British show Sherlock is not, um, this show might be better than that one. There. I threw down the gauntlet. And there's about 10 Americans who think British TV is better than American TV that just flip their lids like They're a friend wrong. Aaron. There's more than that. I know, unfortunately. What they, don't, what they don't understand is that the bad British television doesn't come to America. There's bad British television, too. Anyway. <laughs> What were you going to say, Brad? Scott Speedman, defend yourself. Call in to Real Nerds Podcast. <laughs> oh, 706 Nerds 5. Ooh, Scott Speedman, call out. <laughs> Hopefully he'll call this week. <laughs> that, oh my Don't God. take it lying down. <laughs> anyway, that's everything I watch. Brad, what did you watch this week? Nothing. Nothing? Nothing? No, nothing at all. You watched really? nothing? Um, I mean, I watched uh, more Mr. Show. Uh, actually, no, I didn't actually watch Mr. Show. I listened to the commentaries for Mr. <laughs> Show. Um, and then football. <laughs> so, oh, nice. Yeah. Man. This isn't a football podcast, so moving on. <laughs> moving on. Yeah, you keep your sports to yourself, sport man. Go Broncos. And my amazing fantasy wins. Yeah. <laughs> Number one in our league. Yep. Brad. Didn't, on the way home, didn't you say that you made up his picks for him? I did. Yeah. But I have managed the team for the past three weeks. He has managed inserting the team. And Oh. Replacing players. So. I didn't know and, that was and, a thing. I'll let you in on a secret. Guess who's number two in the league? This guy. Uh, I don't understand how fantasy football but works. But I lost. I only lost the second week by like three points. It's I know, it's bullshit. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Laura likes how turtles. Fantasy Laura likes football turtles. Works. It's just not. So not me and thing. Brad will meet in the Super Bowl, <laughs> and then we'll do a we'll do a fantasy football oh, real man. nerds podcast about the Super Bowl. What if it was you and me? Be that, awesome. Have you seen the trophies? Yeah. Yeah. You got a hunger trophy for not clearing enough people off your bench for points or something. Yeah. You left too many points on your bench. Oh, that was a guy I was playing against. No, no, you got a, like, week two. Oh, week got, two? Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. That was because I put in Owen Daniels for Tony Gonzalez because Tony Gonzalez was playing the Broncos, and I didn't want to see them play each other. Because then I'd be like, oh, Tony Gonzalez should get points, but then he'd be getting them against the Broncos. I didn't want to do You can't that. let emotion into it, Ryan. If <laughs> yeah. you want to win, you got to go by the ma- mathematics. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. <laughs> don't worry, fans. We'll cut this part out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what you, I don't understand any of the words you're using. It's so, okay. You'll never hear it. So, <laughs> man, who cares? Yeah, leave uh, it in. So this week we saw Looper, which is probably the worst movie of the year. Oh, um, you. <laughs> Brad, should people go see Looper? Hmm, let me think about this. Um yeah, it's pretty fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> James, should people go see Looper? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you got to go see this movie. And yeah, the movie's fucking badass. Oh, it's, good. It's really cool. Oh, I was Honestly, there was a little bit of me that was nervous that time. Really? Ah, nah. The movie's sweet. Uh, and how sweet it is, you can't tell by the trailer. The trailer is not revealing at all. But hey, nope. Brad, play the trailer. But it does have some dubstep. Whoa, 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 whoa. So you're me in 30 years. Sun's down into your eyes. It's too strange. Your face looks backwards. Do you know what's gonna happen? You done all this already? As me? I don't want to talk about time travel. We both know how this has to go down. So why don't you do what old men do and die? Why don't you just take your little gun out of between your legs and do it? Boy. Time travel is outlawed, used only in secret by the largest criminal organizations. When they need someone gone and they want to erase any trace of the target ever existing, they use specialized assassins like me, called loopers. You're a looper. You know what we do? And the only rule is never let your target escape, even if your target. It's you. This is not a good thing. My boss will be searching for me until he finds me. Sweep the streets. Get on it. I'm gonna fix this! I'm gonna find it! I'm gonna kill it! Hunt them down. But every second that passes is bad. What's he gonna do? I'm gonna save your life. My life! Your life! I know you're not lying when you say you're gonna kill this guy. Uh, yeah, this is one of those movies, and I have these way too often. Where halfway through the movie, I get pulled out for some reason, like the guy who's snoring behind me, and I go, "Fuck, I love this movie, and everyone I know is going to hate it and tell me I'm wrong." And <laughs> then, and then at the end, people applauded, and I it was like a weight off of my shoulders. This, oh man, the movie's cool. I, I mean, obviously, the premise is JGL plays. 
uh, <laughs> a hitman in the past that has sent people to kill from the future. Mm-hmm. And if you've seen the trailer, you know that he plays a younger version of Bruce Willis, and Bruce Willis comes back. And what they don't tell you in the trailer is that they're called loopers because the they how do they describe uh, be, be, it? Well, because because the, it, it's a closed loop. As it's soon as they take loop, the yeah. job, eventually they're going to have the future version of themselves sent to them. They're going to have to kill themselves, yeah. and then know that they have thirty years to live from then on. Yeah, um, and it's a uh, and it's kind of cool, which is really cool because um, they don't say that. You know, instead of what what is cool too is they played on a, th- a thing where you're like, oh man, you're so sad that you had to kill yourself. But by killing yourself, you get way more money. Yeah, and they party because yeah. of it. Yeah, the whoever is organizing it in the future doesn't totally like shut them down. Like, right. like, hey, you know, we had to kill you, but you know, at least enjoy the life you get from here on out. So yeah, absolutely. Well, it's, it's not totally things, bitter about it. Yeah, it's one of those things where like the trailer gives you enough to to give you an idea of like here's what the conflict's going to be. You know, like here's this time travel thing, and here's how it gets messed up. But then all it's all of the details about how it works and why it works and what happens that that's where it all really shines. Which is which is really cool too because it, it, what I liked about it too is when you saw the trailer you think you know what's happening going to happen in this movie which you have no <laughs> idea. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and if you have any interest in seeing this movie please stop listening to what yeah. we're talking about because the movie you have to experience because yeah. it'll blow your mind. Because when they start when they start bringing stuff up and 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 taking little ideas that were earlier and blowing them into huge ideas, you you're like, "There's no way this is what this movie's about. There's mm-hmm. no way this is where it's going to go." And then that's exactly yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah, because basically there's you know when Bruce Willis comes back, there's two timelines that happen. Right. The first timeline is is how Bruce Willis gets Bruce Willis comes back is. Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character kills him, mm-hmm. and he gets the money. And then what happens is he has so much money that he just wasted on drugs and partying. Yeah. And then until he meets, when he, this, mo- he moves to China and like lives yeah. in a in a high skyscraper and has this la- you know crazy lifestyle and turns I into just, Bruce sorry. Willis. I just got the schism. Go on. Ah, <laughs> I just figured it ah out. yeah. He explained it better. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay, go. On. I was articulate. <laughs> Yeah, I'm it's, sorry. I said it's, it's still me. paradoxical, but go on. No, it is paradoxical, but yeah. as as we'll get to yeah. So, anyways, uh, he lives his life, and he ends up meeting this woman in Shanghai that saves him. You know, she yeah. gets him off the drugs. She becomes his wife, and it becomes his love. And when he is taken away from her, he devises a way to save her. Mm-hmm. And the way he saves her is. Something you had no idea what was going to happen. Oh, it gets dark. Where, yeah, it's it's kind of mentioned in these little newscasts that there there's a rainmaker, which is basically you think it's an a, like a an atomic weapon or something that just kills people instantly. That's what you thought. Yeah. Oh, I just thought that was like the gangster's name. Like he was just called the rainmaker, and he was such a badass that like everybody was falling. Well, in the line. first like the opening sequence, that's what I thought it was. Like it was like this war thing, and then oh. towards the middle, they kind of explain that it's you know like a it's vi- like a super guy. villain, yeah, or something. Yeah. So um, Bruce Willis thinks that if he goes back in time to stop this guy, that he can he, he can save his wife. He'll save his wife, and he'll just basically disappear. He doesn't have to be murdered in the past he'll just disappear and it won't happen but it takes this really dark turn which i wasn't expecting no um where bruce willis is on a mission to kill children yeah and a lot of times in in movies like this 
they will, you know, they'll show him point the gun and then he'll freak out. Yeah. In this movie, Bruce Willis murders children. Just yeah. so you know, he murders yeah. them. And, and and not even like like he doesn't turn into a a horrible villain as he does it because the scenes in which he does like we the camera holds on him for a long time and we understand the choices he's making and why he's making them and the way he thinks he understands the world around him and and it's like we can both relate and think he is horrible at the yeah, same which, time. Which I thought was really interesting which is, for... It, it's, it's hard to watch. It makes it worse to watch, yeah, honestly. Yeah, which is really interesting is his younger version, played by Jessica Gordon-Levitt, and the older version is you kind of don't like either of them. Yeah. Because the younger version of him wants to kill the older version because mm-hmm. he wants to preserve this idea of you know grandeur that he has. He's going to yeah. go to France. He's going to live... You know, he wants really his cool. thirty years. Exactly. Wow. He was never going to go to France. No, he. he but but yeah. he doesn't know that. He doesn't. No, he did know that. Oh, well, I, my my interpretation was that he was learning French so that they would all think he was going to France, so that when his thirty years started, he could go to China and no one would look for him in China. But sorry, anyway, that's. Yeah. Um. Anyways, he. Uh, so he, he was protecting his thirty years yeah. instead of listening to Bruce Willis because Bruce Willis lived, you know, the life that was horrible. He w- wasted all his money on drugs and partying and he just became a horrible hitman basically. Yeah. And uh, so it was really interesting. And so you don't really rally behind him until he meets this little boy who by the way, I don't know his name, but he was a great actor. Oh, I mean his actual name. Yeah, his character name was Sid, but he was this great little boy actor and you know you you fell in love with him. Uh Pierce Gagnon. Pierce Cagnon, when uh, he woke up Joe on the bench, uh, on the porch, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and took him into the, you know, the kitchen. And that's why I thought it was maybe an atomic weapon, because he was building that stuff. Oh, and he says, oh, he's so smart. You know, that's what the Rainmaker is. It's this weapon uh, that he makes, because he knows how to make the little froggy, you yeah. know, signal and stuff like that. And he was so good at that part. And he's so cute. He's like the cutest little kid. Oh, absolutely. And delivers lines so well. <laughs> he does. But then, as you're watching it, it takes this really different turn again, where um, he gets really mad at Emily Blunt's character, his mom, calling her a liar, and he starts freaking out, because they explain that, oh, there's telekinesis in the future, and it's just you can spin a quarter on your hand, but it turns out that this kid is a super powerful telekinesis, yeah, like a superhero, but a bad guy. Or is he? Well, who knows? His who knows? future is is hazy. It is. The thing I got is that the Loopers were kind of actually following sort of like some bad guys, you know? And then yeah. this character actually grows up to be the hero that like saves by killing all the Loopers. It like ends the crime. And then all those poor people we saw at the beginning, like they're being oppressed by, you know, this mm-hmm. Looper organization. Remember, it's true. Running yeah. them. So it's like really the genesis of this hero. But the Loopers think he's a bad guy because he's going to ruin their shit. Ooh, that's an interesting way to look at it. So, yeah. You know, he does bad things to get, you know, he's like the Dark Knight. Oh, you're right. <laughs> yeah. But it... Oh, Laura wants to say something. Oh, better be intelligent or I'm going to divorce her. She'll probably blow your mind intelligent. again. I felt like it was sort of the loopers are were chosen by the mom boss because they're, disto- they're disposable men. They said, you have nothing. I put a gun in your, ha- your hand. Now you have something. And that's why at the end, Joe decided to change it and say, I'm not going to put a gun in this kid's hand. I'm going to change it because I'm going to make him worth something. So the Looper organization was taking advantage of young men who are disposable, who had nothing to live for. Like they said, like every time that their loop got closed, so to speak, and then got all that money, most of them just blew it on drugs and sex and, 
you know, all those fun things. But it didn't matter because that's their life would be, you know, they wouldn't even be there to begin with because they would have done that earlier. No, you're right. Um, but it like, I, I had never thought of the idea that the, that, uh, that the rainmaker in the future was actually somebody who was in any way liberating people. Like, in fact, one of my favorite things is that by the end, Bruce Willis ends up killing everybody involved in the Looper organization. And that also ends the Looper organization. Um, yep. So it's almost like if even if the Rainmaker was doing something good earlier on, because I thought the way they talked about him, it was like he was taking over stuff, not necessarily because because he's got to be taking over because he's the one who's he's making the the crime organizations uh, end the loops on all these loopers. So he's clearly in charge of the crime organizations in order to do that. Like well, he's the he, guy who that's sends, probably his plan is like I will infiltrate these crime organizations because I hate loopers. I grew up based on this incident in the past and I don't want my s- mother to get hurt ever again. So I'm going to destroy these loopers from, Oh, I gotcha. Yeah. And so he, like he's smart and like super intelligent and, and smart, he, super yeah. intelligent. And so he <laughs> infiltrates all the crime organizations and then shuts them down by, you know, accessing all the looper cells. And, gotcha. Yeah. Cause nobody can, nobody can say no to him because he has special powers. Yeah. Yep. And you know what? I, I one of my favorite scenes actually was, when um, the dude from Raising Hope <laughs> was yeah. uh, the bad guy, and he pulled the Deadwood, and, and pulled the gun on the kid, and the kid started falling, and Joe goes yes. to save him, but then Emily Blunt saves Joe, and it's be- it's so brilliantly shot. It is. We see her run, and we think she's running to save the kid too. Yeah, and then all of a sudden we see like she collides with him and saves his life, and then what happens? <laughs> oh, oh, and how, dude, when he found him in the the cornfield he's all covered in blood and he's oh. all sad this little boy and i mean and he just cu- he just goes up and hugs his leg he's scared he's just like oh and you know like that is the that's the moment when when joe like, changes yeah joe's like oh, okay i have to be i have to be better yeah because he was going to kill the kid yeah but then he realized that the boy didn't know, doesn't even know what he's doing he's just scared yeah and uh yeah oh, man the movie was great absolutely so James can sleep at ease tonight, mm-hmm. knowing that the movie he anticipated to be great was great. Yeah. Why? Yeah. It's one of those things where I knew it was going to be great, but based on the trailer, you think it's going to be more of an action movie. Yeah, I thought he and was going to team up with like the older yeah, and younger version. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. why it was great because it took you in a way you would that's, never expect. Yeah. That's the way that it was sort of set up, and that's the way, especially like in interviews with Ryan Johnson recently, especially because people bring up the fact that he had uh, shoot I now. I've closed my laptop, and I'm not. I'm not going to remember his name, but he's the guy who wrote and directed Primer, which was a little indie time time travel movie from years ago. Um, who in in the Hollywood world, if you're making a movie about time travel and you don't go get this guy, then your time your time logic is probably going to be messed up because um, the guy is a genius. But he's he actually has like a, a a doctorate in physics and then went and made a time travel movie. Um, anyway, uh, the way that. Ryan Johnson was talking in interviews when they would bring that up is he was like, well, I figured out how the time travel works in in my movie and I, I made the rules so that I could write around them. But then basically I just wrote this, this one story in that world. So he, he sort of talked like it wasn't going to be like a heady science fiction movie. So I, that again, that made me think like, Oh, okay. So it's really just like an action adventure. And then what it really is, is sort of this, kind of heady slow almost dr- at times drama because there are a lot of just characters sitting and talking and telling you about like Exposition. what their mo- motivations yeah. are you know 
which is good because then when those weird heavy moments come where crazy shit is going down where Bruce Willis is killed, killing kids and all kinds of weird decisions are being made, you you fully understand exactly why everyone's doing what they're doing. Um, uh, it's just good. It is. Really creative stuff like uh, when Bruce Willis walks in front of the uh, car in the alley. Yeah. He passes by and doesn't notice the guy. Well, obviously he does, but and then comes back and shoots that guy. And then the camera is still holding on Bruce Willis, like watching what just transpired from his point of view. Yeah. Yeah. In the previous scene. And then as he goes to collect, like he shoots that one guy and then we don't see the resolution of that guy until <laughs> he walks closer to the car and collects <laughs> Joseph Gordon-Levitt and then yeah. the guy falls down by the car. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan Johnson's the creative stuff. Ryan Johnson's like shot design it has always impressed me. Um, it's just, uh, it's just a beautiful movie to watch. Um, and yeah, we talked about this at the end of the movie because you were asking about like how I got um, it now. <laughs> no, I know, but I want to repeat the thing about you know time travel. Even if you go back to the well beloved time travel movies like like Back to the Future, it never actually works. Like the rules, yeah. If you really think about it, it's always paradoxical and it always messes up. But the important thing is that in Back to the you, Future, they're technically never like. Marty never solves anything. Like if they're in two, when they create the alternate timeline scenario, mm-hmm. that means he never went back to his original in the first movie. Right. So oh yeah. His um, parents are still, you know, <laughs> losers in the past. Yeah. yeah. Well, paradoxes are created. I mean, as soon as he goes to see doc Brown at the beginning of, of back to the future, the, there is a paradox there because that doc Brown knows that something goes wrong when he tries to go back to the future, which means that he should have known that something was going to go wrong and prepared in the first place. Bam. Anyway, um, what I was trying to say was that the, the important thing is that you, you create your rules, you understand your rules and you stick to them in a way that we as an audience can, can follow. Um, and this movie does that really, really well. Um, yes, we can sit here and, and talk about like, okay, well, how is it that this happened and that no, happened? No, it works if, now that I know that, uh, right. I didn't see the first loop before when right. you explained it. Now I get like. Yeah, there was a previous loop, and then we see this loop. Yeah, I, I was thinking of the way you said it before. I was like, there's two alternate timelines converging, but yeah. it's one loop, but it's like it wraps right in like a serpent pattern. Anyway, it's a <laughs> spi- it's, there's no loops. It's a spiral. Yeah, yeah. No, it's more about that. Um, there's a, like I was using the word schism it's to open talk for about a prequel. That's for sure. Yeah, uh, to talk about like okay, there is something goes wrong in this one time stream with Bruce Willis and that I was calling that a schism where then that sort of creates another universe. Um, and when you start doing that, then you can have, uh, characters die and not destroy the future, you know? So, cause otherwise there's no, there's no threat at all. It's like, well, they can't kill Joseph Gordon-Levitz cause old Joseph Gordon-Levitz is here. <laughs> You can follow us on Twitter, real underscore nerds. You can email us, realnerdspodcast at gmail.com. You can call us, 720-6nerds5. You can also like us on Facebook. You know, you can download us on iTunes, Real Nerds Podcast. You can also go to realnerdspodcast.com and listen to our stuff streaming. So many ways to contact us. Please do. Um, next week, we are seeing... Fuck, is it Frank and Weenie and what else is coming out? Oh, it's not Frank and Weenie. It's, um, we're going to see the other one. Is it Taken next week? Next week, we're going to go see Taken 2. Frank and Weenie and Taken 2. But not Frank and Weenie, just Taken 2. Really, you want to see Frank and Weenie, a longer vor- version of a student film? Yeah. About it. Uh, you need to go see Paranorman and then scratch that itch. 
I do. I will go see Paranormal. Yeah. You heard me say it. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And now oh, it's a oh. now it's an after Nightmare Before Christmas. So it's hey, how many toys can I sell at Hot Topic? Tim Burton. You know who didn't make Tim uh, Nightmare <laughs> Before Christmas? Tim Burton. <laughs> Tim Tim Burton didn't make Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> he did not make a Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. You know, wow. what, you know what the newest movie from the people who made t- uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas is? Paranorman. Mic drop. <laughs>